Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith FM network. And you are joined by Danuta and my fabulous co-host Lawson. Lawson, good morning. Good, good morning for a Monday morning. Yes, absolutely. It was so bright. It's just getting brighter oh, isn't it, and hey? brighter and brighter as we you know, get up in the morning and head into the Faith FM studio. But I'm doing fantastically well because because of none other than the Newcastle Knights. Shout out uh, the Knights. <laughs> you guys up were talking about that when you came Knights, in this morning. Hey. Dude, like just, I mean, so yesterday we had kind of like faux Father's Day because Dad was working on Father's Day last week. So Yo. this week we did like an actual Father's Day. And we, oh, that's We beautiful. had lunch and everything. And then uh, and then we, we watched the Knights. We watched the Knights. And when Knights. we watched the Knights squeak it out against the Ra- Raiders. <laughs> like my dad is a just... Is a he new, huge for that? He's a Newcastle diehard. Oh, but in every sense of the word. Like in every sense of like he loves... Newcastle, the city, he'll back it before anything. He's like, yes, like this is this is who I. He's very patriotic, and um, to see the Knights do well and make their first, well, first final since 2016, yeah. their first semi-final since that time as well. He's nice. Like, yeah. hey. We're talking about NRL, by the way. If you're yeah. a bit lost, you're like, what is the Knights? It's, it's uh, the NRL. Yeah. So I had a Absolutely. great weekend. You know, just spending time with God, spending time with people. And you had big people. fellowship at your church yeah, too. Yeah. Huge. We had a regional day for nice. uh, Avondale University Church. I think there would have been maybe at least a thousand people there. Oh, it was wow. to the rafters. So it was like church. Church was just packed. Absolutely. Church was packed. What a blessing. It was awesome. And my, my dad came along too, which is great. You know, he's nice. not he's not a Christian. And so, right. and so, yeah, it was really great to spend time with him. Great to spend time at church. And also, I went on a 10K hike that afternoon as well. Oh, that afternoon yeah, too. So, no. so I've just had a, such a good weekend. You've You've had like a really full weekend, Worshiping haven't God, you? God, getting active and spending time with family. And coming up on our show today, we have our interview with Pastor Justin Lawman, looking at prophecy or and policy and and politics, I should say. Um, news: We've got new findings in Israel, talk and also talking about drugs. And in our Bible study, we're actually going to look at the Book of Ephesians and the call to stand is our theme, and looking at the battle of speech. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. Lawson, it's our first, it's time for our first quiz question, I should say, for this week. Last week we had somebody that actually won the prize on Friday. We always have a draw on the Friday at quarter to nine if you're new and listening in. Um, yeah, we actually have quiz questions five a day and then basically have a prize at the end of the week. And uh, you actually go into the draw to actually win the prize that happens. Uh, the draw happens at quarter to nine on the Friday morning. And last week we had somebody that was literally bang straight away. Yeah. was so excited. And then actually te- messaged in afterwards, Greg messaged in, I really felt led by God to seek this book. Thanks for blessing me. I'm getting so much out of your show. God speaks to me so much and it 
and it sets up my day in the, in the classroom as being a happy happy time. So yeah. um, just fantastic stuff. And so many times people have just felt so blessed. So where are we going with our quiz question today? Absolutely. Well, guys, you want to be getting these quiz questions correct because we have an amazing prize. But here we go. Here's the first question. What was wrong with the pot of stew served to Elisha and the prophets? Mm. What was wrong with the pot of stew served to Elisha and the prophets. If you know the answer to that, give us a text at 0491-064-669 with the correct answer. And you will go into the draw to win a, tr- a Taste of Travel by Nancy Kite. Now, this book is incredible. This is a cookbook. Mm. And this cookbook has recipes from every single country on earth. Oh, wow. So so you feel like you make a trip around the yeah. world just by having the cookbook in your home and cooking those things. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, it just starts <laughs> off and it just goes through. It's got a recipe from Afghanistan, Albania, Algeria, Andorra, Antigua, and Baruda, uh, Bar- Barbuda, sorry, um, Argentina. I mean, I'm not going to list all the countries, but it's literally every single country it has a, has a recipe for. So if I look and I go, okay, I want to eat something from Luxembourg. It says creamy green bean potato soup. All of this food is vegetarian, uh, which is fantastic for you. And it just looks incredible as you're like, oh, maybe I want to eat food from Guatemala. You can eat Guatemalan fresh corn soup. Wow. Like this- I, I, I don't think I've eaten food from some of those places you've ever mentioned, like yeah. here in Australia. So, look, we this is like so many. Like, b- this is basically, it's more of uh, looking at soups and stews. Right. So, from all over these places. So, it's like, if you want to just make all kind, like, you've got, you've got church you know, church potluck coming up or a picnic <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Maybe you're, li- maybe you're listening this morning. You don't attend church, uh, but you've got a picnic, you got whatever. And you're like, man, I need to make a stew. You're like, okay, which country do I want to come from? Let's see. Oh, do they have, oh, I want to, I want to see, do they have Uganda? Yes, they do. If you if you want to <laughs> hang out with some of your Ugandan friends and make savory sweet pea soup, guess what? You can do it. So, hey, that is the number to text. And again, that first question was, what was wrong with the pot of stew served to Elijah and Elisha, sorry, and the prophets? We're already getting some correct answers through. Absolutely. Fantastic work. Absolutely. Hey, we've got an international night coming up at Hillview Church. Oh, man. um, In a couple of weeks' time on a Saturday night. So, yeah, anyone that may be listening and you know, wants to get in and, and, and doesn't know what to cook, that's the sort of places that you can actually have this cookbook <laughs> uh, useful yeah. for. So That's awesome. Um, really good stuff. Hey, where are we going to today? Which which town or city are we going to? So every day of the week we actually announce a place where we have our Faith FM stations and our listeners. And so we take you around Australia because Faith FM is Australia-wide and we want to be able to include our listeners very personally. So we actually call out a name. And so where are we going to today, Lawson? We are going to Mount Ararat. Oh, Nah, just kidding. Uh, we're going to Ararat, <laughs> Victoria, we're, like which is amazing. I was like, whoa, I didn't know there was an Ararat in yes. Victoria. It's near Ballarat. Okay, so it's, yes. uh, it's up the road from Ballarat. I'm just Absolutely. looking at it here on the map. See, they sound the same. See, Ararat and so, Ballarat. So is this, is this where they believe that the, the Ark found its no, resting no, place? No, 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 not at in all. In Australia? Did, did Noah... No. Did, was, 
because Abraham actually was Noah. Actually, no, nah, just kidding. Abraham obviously, and Noah. Yeah, but that's that right. would be incredible. Yeah, no, yeah. But, and uh, I didn't know that because we as kids we used to drive from Adelaide to Melbourne because mm-hmm. you know our churches would get together the Polish churches. Uh, yeah. And so yeah, we would drive through Ararat, of course, I can and see Ballarat it's on the, to it's on the Melbourne. Way, it's on the way there. It's on it the is. it's on the big freeway. You know, you'd pass. Mm-hmm. Where else would you pass? You'd pass through Horsham and all yep. those places. Okay, yeah. Well, shout out Ararat if you're listening in Ararat this morning on eighty eight point zero. Give us a text. Let us know how you're doing. Or if you've been to Ararat, let us know what it is like. Janita, what is happening in the world of positively different oh, news? Oh, some really exciting findings. I always love when there's stories about new findings. And the new findings are now actually in Israel. Um, the archaeologists have, archaeologists have actually discovered Roman weapons in a cave that was that's generally not accessible. And catch this, it's actually near the Dead Sea. So, uh, yeah, it's in a cave that's not accessible and they actually found four swords and a Roman pylum, which is actually a throwing spear. And these are key weapons that were used by the Romans to actually fight. Um, of course, the Roman Empire dominated the world. We read about it very much, the prophecy of that in Daniel chapter 2. Of course, the Roman mm-hmm. Empire came after the Greek, uh, Greek Empire mm-hmm. and started in 186 BC. And the Roman Empire was ruling in the time that Jesus actually lived as well. And so they found these four swords and this throwing spear. Um, and they've also found three. So three of these um, actually had scab, scabbards on them, which are basically, um, you know, what covers the sword. So it can actually be a leather or mm. a wooden carved wood kind of co- um, covering over the swords and over the spear. Um, and three of them, three of these particularly were about 24 to 26 inches long or so. Um, and actually read... Um, that the hiding of the swords, it, the hiding of the swords, mm. it says, um, and the p- p- pilum is in deep, in deep cracks in the isolated cave north of Agendi, hints that the weapons were taken as booty from Roman soldiers or from the battlefield, and they're mm. purposely hidden by the Judean rebels oh, wow. for reuse, um, says um, Aiton Klein. He is one of the directors of the Judean Desert Survey Project. And so really fascinating stuff. And, of course, when you think of the Dead Sea, my mind, of course, goes to the Dead Sea Scrolls yeah. that were found back in around... 1946, 1947, and they discovered it. I've actually been there. We actually saw it. You can actually see where the very first cave is that that they actually discovered the Dead Sea Scrolls in. Mm-hmm. And and of course the Dead Sea Scrolls. Then they kept uncovering them um, in in the area of com- community of Qumran is is the community mm. around there. And it was all hidden in in um, in pottery jars, you know, in the local kind of jars. And of course the Dead Sea Scrolls prove proved and continue to prove uh, they're actually displayed there in Israel in a museum, and they actually prove, of course, that the Bible is true. Because some people question it, but this is the most, mm. uh, you know, uh, greatest way of actually in in modern days as well with what has been discovered, proving that the Bible is true. And they've actually discovered every part of the Bible except for the Book of Esther, and and it, and it yeah. actually matches the current Bible, which yeah. is really fascinating. Yeah. So, well, I think the big thing there, the big question that we had regarding the Old Testament is that, well, because we had manuscripts that were so much later than, you know, 
th- than that time. Absolutely. Partic- particularly, you know, manuscripts from, like, at the time, I think it was around 1000 AD. The big question for us was, is the... Is the Old Testament that Jesus is quoting from the same Old Testament that we have today? Yeah. Uh, You know, is that consistent? Because it seems as though the Old Testament today, you know, we read through the Old Testament and, you know, there's all the prophecies about the Messiah and everything. And it's like, okay, but was that a later embellishment? And finding the Dead Sea Scrolls ultimately proved... Proved that, and they've actually got the book of Isaiah, especially, is all on display. Like, mm. you know, in this museum, we actually saw it, we went and later to take photos in there, but it's just absolutely fascinating stuff. And so, yeah, I agree with you with that, you know, just, just in that space. The interesting thing is that, you know, these sort of things can be preserved and, and found because they're actually hidden, mm. um, hidden, you know, even though they're hidden away, they can be found because of the dry conditions of the, the Judean yeah. oh, desert. The best thing about the desert is that there's so much archaeological information there. And, and the the thing is too that they also found a bronze coin dating back to 135, you know, um, AD or the current era as they call it, and it could actually por- possibly correspond to the same time that these swords were actually found. Mm. And it's believed to, um, you know, that that around that time is the year that the Jewish Second Revolt, um, when Emperor Hadrian was actually uh, ruling, that they actually dispatched his generals to actually crush the people of, of Judea, you know, because the revolt actually occurred because of the tensions, you know, in between the Judeans and the Romans. And, of course, we know that the Jews despised the Romans, um, you know. And so, yeah, there was the Second Revolt. So they're thinking that's around that time mm. that the revolt actually happened. So okay. fascinating stuff that yeah. they found. In Israel, again, proving history and... And proving the Bible as well. Proving the Bible as well in every way. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. Lawson, we have another quiz question for this morning. Um, of course, going if you enter, you can state it or star it. If you want to play but you don't want to go in for the draw, just put a yeah, star right. there or state it that you don't want to play. But most times people want to play because they want to get the prize. Because so. they want to get this amazing, awesome prize this morning, uh, which is the, the incredible book, A Taste of Travel, Soups and Stews from Around the World, which is interesting because our last question was about soups and stews, yeah. which is awesome. <laughs> All right, next question. Here we go. Jesus. Jesus said it is harder for a rich man to enter heaven than for a camel to what? Mm. If you know what it's harder for a a rich man, it's harder for a rich man to enter heaven than for a camel to do this. If you know what that is, (laughs) 0491-064669. And maybe you're feeling like, oh man, I really want want to eat a soup from El Salvador. Well, we've got it right here. It's called Tortilla Soup, and it's in this book, A nice. Taste of Travel, which is soups and stews from literally all over the world. So if you were to choose one, which would you go for? Because I know you like love Japanese oh, and stuff, don't, so no, you don't need any no, more Japanese no, and no, Korean no, stuff. No. Which one would you choose there? Uh, let's see. I think, as I'm just looking down the list... Ooh, I, I almost went Indonesia, but then it said coconut. It's green bean and coconut. I like green beans. I'm not a huge fan of coconut. Oh, true. Let's, Coconut's I'm, so I'm yum. Like, I'm kind of a coconut hater. <laughs> oh, let's see. From the Philippines, tofu and corn soup. That sounds incredible. Oh, yes. Sounds that nice. sounds awesome. Mm. Hey, 0491 064 Start getting those answers in so you can win a taste of 
travel guys. Hey, speaking of eating this morning, I said, well, actually, Danuti, you said in your introduction that you wanted to, uh, you wanted to, well, that I was going to talk about drugs. Yes. And that's what I'm going to do this morning. So take it away. I'm Where are we going and what about we drugs? But I'm going to be talking about a, well, a specific company that has released a drug. That company is called Novo Nordisk. And it is currently shot up to become the 16th most valuable company in the world. The 16th. yeah, it is, it, you know, proceed, like, proceed, you know, ahead of it on the list yep. is like just in 15th is like Walmart, 11th is Visa, 9th is, you know, Facebook, 6th Nvidia, 5th, you know, Amazon, and ultimately like first, the most valued company on earth mm-hmm. is Apple. Uh, but there's this company called Novo Nordisk. So tell us about a, it and where is it? Well, it's a company that is based out of Denmark mm. and it is by far the biggest company in Denmark now. Wow. Um, it is like, like really stimulating the economy there. Um, it is just a behemoth of a company, and it hasn't been overnight that it's gained its success. It, it's been a health company since 2000. It's been publicly trading as a health company since 2001, but they have just been rapidly shooting up. They had a, a peak in share prices uh, on last Monday, and they are continuing to rise, and that is because Why? of a new drug that they've released. Now, this drug, it goes by two names, either Oz- Zempic or Wagovi, mm. and these two drugs, they are diabetes drugs. Wow. Which is okay. okay. Interesting. Fair enough. There's, I think there's a lot of drugs for diabetes, that's isn't right. there? And also we know with research too that one of the key things for diabetes too is the preventative side. That's you know, right. Because type 2 diabetes is the key one, which is lifestyle related. That's right. It's type 1 diabetes is something you're born with. Type 2 is something, it's a problem that you make your own. Now, this drug here is a, it's a, uh, as I said, a diabetes drug, and it works using a semaglutide, uh, which mimics the effect of ho- of a hormone called glucagon. Uh, pep- it's like a glucagon called peptide one. It's GLP one, um, which instigates insulin production, which is like okay. the, the thing that you need. That's right. Um, uh, if you are struggling with diabetes, That's is right. that you you don't produce enough in, uh, insulin for your body to be able to to manage the breaking down of food, which then leads to you know sugar high like the, the in, in, like rapid sugar highs and also rapid sugar lows and mm. because it's it's unregulated as well as weight gain as well. Now it's like okay, fair enough. How has this single-handedly taken a company to the 16th most valuable company in the world? How is that possible? Well, it's because a side effect of Ozempic and Wagovi is that it's a hunger suppressant. And it's leading people to lose... To lose the weight. Lose massive amounts of weight. Like, we're talking like people taking it who are, you know, overweight... Like say they're fifteen kilos overweight and just dropping it all in a couple months. So hold on, I'm just wondering though, what the, where the addiction stuff might come in with this, then where people become addicted onto well, it. Well, this is uh, this this particular ju- a drug is a jab. It's like a needle. It looks very similar to an epipen um, uh-huh. that you jab into yourself, and it essentially like the way that it works that they're finding. Is that it? Not only it, it's a drug that if you start using, like you pretty much are bound to use it for life because it makes hormonal changes in your body that yeah. you then become reliant on. Not only is it helping people to lose weight, 
but they've seen a 20% reduction over five years of clinical trials of cardiovascular death, heart attacks, and strokes. And is this worldwide or in Denmark specifically, given it's so... Um, yeah. So it's a Danish company. They started there. They firstly initially released it in the US. Yep. It was approved by the FDA. Yep. It's just gone massive there. It's gone viral. It's just been approved for use in the UK. It is currently in the works to be released in Australia. And it's kind of interesting because it's showing to be from all of the different tests that they're doing, not just a diabetes drug and then not just a weight loss drug, but, but it's an, helping for the heart, but an overall just like, a health drug like that help it's like a one-stop shop do all drug that is helping people to just instantly become healthy out of like all kinds of weight related and heart related and diabetes related issues but quite different to the healthy that we get if it's a natural healthy of doing that because i'm just wondering what other impacts it well, has on people's the, lives then it's like okay what's the side effects well yeah. obviously it has an effect on like the you know gastrointestinal like issues and uh-huh. whatnot because because of the way that it suppresses hunger but according to them there is a a, a, a my, an absolutely minute amount of people who are actually negatively affected by this. Okay. And, and so, so what I'm trying to get you, uh, help you guys get a grasp of uh, is that, you know, for most drugs, like, and we're conditioned to say, okay, if something sounds really good in the, in the drug space, yep. in the medication space. Do we jump on board or not? You know, do it, because <laughs> there's always been side effects. And I think yeah, a lot of, of it's coming out now with, say, like oxy. Oxycot like cotin and stuff like this, where it's like, oh, these drugs that were like the miracle drug to to solve pain. Oh, it turns out it's like more addictive than heroin because well, it is just and and, and also where are the long term um, research on this? Because like, this yeah. is what it's saying about the short term. What about the long term impacts of taking it? Yeah, absolutely. And and from what they're finding right now, over the tests that they've been doing over the last you know twelve years or so on, we get like spe- specifically these drugs that are based on this format of being a semaglutide they're, they're really struggling to find anything bad and I, so i read some of it is so my, the question you might be asking is oh is lawson promoting the use of this and i would say no um, and the reason <laughs> the reason is because like although it's taking the world by storm and there's like viral videos that people are r- releasing and whatnot they're like oh look at how much weight i lost because i went on this drug um there are people who are just getting behind it all the advertising for it yeah especially in the united states like the fta the fda which is, you know, the Food and Drug Administration, um, they're really, really stern about a drug having a singular application. You know, if it's a diabetes drug, it's diabetes drug. It can't be something else. Um, and it's so funny, like all the ads that they release in America, like they bought it, they had a Super Bowl ad for this, which mm. is like the biggest advertising space, you know, in, in basically the world. And, um, and, Basically, they they released this drug and they they uh, they advertised it in the Super Bowl and they're like, oh yeah, you know, it helped me with my type two diabetes and da da da, and I lost twenty pounds as well. You know, that's how that's how they're they're not saying that it's then, a weight loss drug, but yeah. they're advertising it as such, and. And that's where the focus is rather than yeah. all the other stuff surrounding because, it. Yep. Well, because obesity is a huge problem oh, in the Western world absolutely. and it's causing millions of deaths. And now they're seeing this as like the, the government is even considering in the United States, which is absolutely wild. In the United States, they're thinking about subsidizing this drug um, because 
of the massive like burden that obesity is on the health system. They're like, in America, it is known like an EpiPen will cost like thousands of dollars and like all these kinds of things. Like the cost of health products in America is so ridiculously high. Like it'll be like $37,000 to get an ambulance or something like that. It's just. Well, and they don't have the healthcare system. They don't have Medicare like we have here either. That's the key thing. That's right. But the government is thinking about subsidizing Azempic and Wagovi because they're like, oh man. You know, if we can subsidize this and more people take it and there's less obese people, it'll be less of a burden on on our health system. So everyone is jumping on board here. It's led to this huge like spike in the price here. This company, Novo Nordisk, is now massive. Everyone is saying, oh, this is the miracle drug. But I sit here skeptical and the reason is because is that this is a drug that if you take it, if you aren't diabetic or whatever, no matter like what condition you have, if you take it, you are then bound to take it for life. That, um, that's it. It's it, an addictive stuff. Well, it's not even addictive. It's not the sense that it's addictive, but it just changes your hormones in a sense that without it, then you become very unhealthy. Well, absolutely. But I'm just saying the addictive from the point of view too, that, you know, people just want to keep lo- making sure they start, ha- have lost their weight rather than changing their lifestyles. Yeah. And ultimately something, the, the, the benefit that Wagovi and Azempic and whatnot is trying to give to you is something that can be caused through lifestyle. Now, again, if you're in the position of a diabetic who, again, takes this drug and if they don't take it, like, they don't have enough insulin to live, well then, yeah, you know, that could, that is, you know, a good thing. But, yeah, again, this this problem of of weight loss and obesity and this drug here, like for me and from my perspective, being de- being dependent on drugs is if it's something that you need to live. Well, then it's something that you need to live. Well, yeah, it's I mean, real- a lot of diabetics do need to have the you know drugs. Yeah. You know, so we're not saying hey, don't have that and work with your doctor is the key. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. But simultaneously, on the other hand, you know. If you don't need to be dependent for life on a particular medication or a drug, don't submit. You know, don't subject yourself to that. It's it's a it's a really important principle to to live by. Um, that you know, God has created us. We're in this world where yes, things uh, have been affected by the curse of sin, and they're falling apart and and whatnot. And there are step ups that we need because of the the health situation, but simultaneously it's like hey we also really need to to make sure that we're not needlessly making dependencies on things that we Mm. don't really need and as enticing as hey you know being skinny and healthy seems it's like oh yeah i'd I'd like that you know i read something like this i'm like man i want to be fitter and skinnier and healthier but then i'm like oh wait actually god has already given me a plan to be able to do this and this is through moderation Mm -hmm. this is through eating naturally this is through eating healthy this is through exercise and so we want to uh, encourage you guys to to take those steps you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different you're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. That is absolutely one of my most favourite songs, the words of that song. And I just love the fact, you know, Revelation 21 and 22 talks about the fact that there'll be no more night, you know, no more pain, no more, uh, 21 verse 4 says, they'll wipe away every tear from their eyes. There'll be no more death, no sorrow, no crying, no pain. I just love it. And I look so forward to that great day, absolutely. don't you? Yeah, of course. Oh, oh fabulous. Of course. Hey, take it away with our next quiz question, please, before we go into our interview 
with Pastor Justin Lawman today. Here we go. What type of invasion does Joel speak of? Is it A, an invasion of gnats, B, an invasion of locusts, C, an invasion of frogs, or D, an invasion of <laughs> flies? Oh. You know the answer to that one? 0491-064-669. Again, was it A, gnats, B, locusts, C, frogs, or D, flies? which would invade or what the invasion that Joel was talking about. If you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669. That is the number to text with a correct answer or an incorrect answer. Just You've got one and four, A, B, C, D. It's A, gnats, B, locusts, C, flo- uh, C frogs, <laughs> or D, flies. 0491-064-669. Of course, our amazing prize for this week, a taste of travel. We've now come to the time where we have an interview and we've got on the phone none other than Justin Lawman. Justin, are you there with us? I'm here, Lawson. How are you, mate? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm killing you. It was good to see you on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did I see you? Yeah. He saw yeah, you. I he definitely saw no, you. No, no, no. I saw you down the front of church. I came. I said hello. Wow, this is kind of embarrassing, man. I saw you. I said hello to you. I was there with my hold dad. On, hold on. Justin would have had a lot of people. No, 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 no. This is after you preached, man. He was man. focusing on, on this sermon yeah. rather than you. Yeah. Oh, man. Nah, Sorry, mate. Nah, you're good. You're good, bro. Nah, Justin, that's okay. Live your best life, you know. <laughs> Do your thing. Nah, I get it. I get it. I get it. Oh, man, I've... I've been there too, right? I'm, I'm, when I have to preach at uni church as well, you know, I've got my, my fingers crossed. I've got my hand, hand in hand, praying a lot because it's a beautiful church and, you know, you want to do your best by those guys. Um, but yeah, no, it was good to see you. And today we're talking about the topic of, well, you know, politics, America and the church. What's happening in that space? Look, uh, down, I live for a fair bit further south than you guys and the the way we can tell what the weather's gonna be like is you watch you watch the weather on mm-hmm. T V. Mm-hmm. But but you particularly look at Adelaide. Because what happens That's my in Adelaide hometown. Wait. is it? <laughs> yeah. Okay, you can't help you can't help where you're born. <laughs> that's a, that's oh, incredible. Up. That's in, say sorry, it again. Sorry, say no. it oh, again. That, that hurt. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so the weather that they get in Adelaide, you know, about three or four days later, we'll be getting the same thing. Ah, and it's okay. we're downstream. Of, of that that weather system hits there first, and what what happens with culture in our society is culture is such an invasive thing; mm. it spreads, and it doesn't just stay where you're watching it over there. It'll spread down, and usually the last place it seeps into is the church, but it will always come to church as well. Mm. These days, it tends to move faster than it ever has. Mm. And and the spirit of our age is the world has turned very quickly to, to – and I'm talking the U.S. is our Adelaide. I'm picking on America again. Mm. They are the everything is downstream culturally for what happens. Their influence is so profound through so many avenues of media and and Hollywood and everything else. We're always downstream, and they're in the midst of a doozy, a transfer of power from the organised political parties. Mm-hmm. They've got to referring to not to one side, but just to call that the uniparty, 
So you could be a Democrat or a Republican. You, it doesn't matter. If you're not for the people, the grassroots, you're a part of the uniparty. Mm-hmm. It's, it's cool. I've talked about it on this radio program now ever since I've been on here, populism. Mm. It's it's taken root, and it's it's gaining such momentum. They don't know how to stop it because it's such a loss of power for the status quo. Mm. This week, just keep keep your ear to the ground. Tuesday in America, the Republican caucus are going to meet. They have some big decisions to make. Are they going to defund the government because the grassroots want them to for their pursuing of political? Yeah, prosecutions with President Trump, mm. or are they just going to let that keep the, the uniparty keep things rolling? They have an opportunity to defund the government coming up to September 30 mm. and um, isolate things. Watch that. What's happening this week? Impeaching the president. This is coming now. This is the month mm. that I'm expecting it's going to happen or not happen. Mm-hmm. And again, the grassroots are baying for blood. Mm. Will the Republican caucus, which side are they listening to? The grassroots or the organized uniparty side? So that's just some things to watch out for that's happening. We're living through this. This is, this is real time. But I want to talk just for a minute on how this affects Christianity bigger than just the church that you and I might go to, Mm. how does this affect organized religion, Mm -hmm. the grassroots against leadership? Because that's the spirit of our age. Mm. Has it, will it, is it coming into Christianity where people are walking away from the organized form of religion Mm. and instead going very uh, networky grassroots amongst themselves and not looking to denominations as such. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that this movement we've already seen largely will start. I think the wave really came from the United States with the church planting boom and uh, the late 20th century and, and non-denominational churches here in Australia are, are massive. And I guess the, the question to ask is, is that, a, is that a bad thing? Is that a, is that a good thing? You know, I, I know where I stand on the issue, but for many people involved in those churches, they're like, oh yeah, it's fine. You know, it's like, if you feel like you want to go and worship God a certain way, you just go and start your own church. Yeah. Oh, and let's, Lawson, you're a part of the culture, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I love the concept. Yeah. You know, we're, we're part of this. Yeah. That doesn't make it right or wrong, mm-hmm. but this is, this is culture. This is happening. Mm-hmm. And this, there are some real positives to this and that I think are cool. And mm-hmm. COVID and the restrictions and us, that's all fed into this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't necessarily believe what we get told in conventional media. This is all part of this distrust thing. And it were, it is, it has, it's already come into Christianity mm-hmm. where I'm not – look at the way religious leaders are viewed now. Mm. Total distrust. Mm. So this is a part of a, a grander plan that's not all good. Mm. And 
while some of it appeals to me, um, some of it's a dead, it's a disaster mm. when you break things up. And I think the devil wants to isolate all of us. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have some sort of organized authority, is that a good word? Organized yeah, we'll structure. <laughs> organized structure. Um, it's fairly chaotic, and it's a free for all. Anything mm. can go. There's no accountability. So it's not all happy. It's not all good. And yeah. long term, it's profound Absolutely. in the damage it has potential to do. Yeah. Well, well, this is what we've ultimately seen, I think, with the advent of, you know, churches just starting up and being non-denominational, lack of oversight and whatnot has led to all kinds of issues and problems with abuse of power and abuse of you know money and and whatnot and it's interesting to if we reflect on the system that the new testament gives us is very clear that there was a headquarters in for the church in jerusalem that was defining the doctrine of the church you know that money would be collected from those churches in the rest of you know the middle east and europe and would be taken back to jerusalem to then be dispersed and whatnot and, and so like as a seventh adventist that's the the model that we try to use but then obviously that the these new non-denominational models have come out of it's because because of those institutions corrupting and, and going wrong so then it's like, so it's like both have the potential to be bad, but then it's like, okay, well, which side do you want to be on? And I know for, for me, I personally stand on, oh, I would rather be in a denomination because of those systems, which actually enable, um, a culture not to manifest that is, you know, abusive if it has the right amount of oversight. But th- that's me. And it also creates an evi- uh, a culture of unity yes. when we actually have that mm. as well, when we mm-hmm. have that degree of structure and order. And we're not saying, you know, I mean, in, in the New Testament, we actually have the home churches and we still have yeah. home churches today. But yeah. it's actually easy, um, you know, to go off on tangents if we're actually not linked into something that is very central um, mm. where there is that, you know, auth- degree of authority. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, well, let me speak into this as someone that's lived on both sides of that fence. Yeah, mm. please do. Uh, I've been in, in, yeah, leadership of uh, lots of people, and uh, I'm a member. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I'm uh, I live in the boondocks these days. So it's all, it's all awesome. <laughs> it's all awesome. So let me let me let me say make some observations. Any any denomination, it's anyone out there in leadership's listening. You must listen to people. Mm. You should never, as a leader, mm-hmm. the, the, the people aren't always right, but God has expressed himself through his body of believers in a way that, you know, I, I have the belief that, that we're a priesthood of all believers. That's mm. my new Amen, testament. yes. Yeah. So there's not one, we don't have a pope that's going to tell me this, and tell me that, uh, and I'm going to do it because he said, that's not the, that's not my faith. My faith is Jesus is my Pope. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's my boss and I'm, I listen to the Lord. But at times I desperately need other believers around me who can keep me on the straight and narrow oh, yes. in check. And as a leader, I need that as well mm-hmm. because Again and again, the New Testament, Acts 6, you know, choose from amongst you seven leaders. It was mm. the members. The apostles didn't choose them. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. It was the, the members, the body of believers. There's power in that. Mm. And there's a big check. So leaders that think they have it all and they've got to tell everyone what that you're off the planet, guys. Listen mm. to the people. That's mm-hmm. the first thing. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that means you respect and trust people. Mm-hmm. And even though they might do, you know, something different to you, they might have a different version of life, and but respect them, respect them, trust them. Other thing, um, grassroots will always win. Mm. Grassroots, a networking model of life, mm-hmm. relationally connected people is always the most powerful force in society. Mm-hmm. It will always win ultimately. You can have a dictator running the whole country and everything, but if he loses the people and there's a grassroots movement, he has truly lost and it's only a matter of time, the when and the how, that they're going to lose their grip on power. Mm-hmm. Uh, grassroots is the networking, again, that we see in the life and ministry of Jesus, the way he goes about choosing his disciples, everything's a big networking thing. Mm. Last thing, because we're running out of time. Know what you believe from the Bible and have some place you can take your stand, have a verse to prove your stand, and don't move from it. Mm -hmm. Don't be tossed around, as James says, by every wind of doctrine, like you're on a wave and the wind's blowing this way, so you go that way. The wind blows this way, so now I go that way. Be be on the rock, which is Christ. Be centered in the Word of God. And if I have a belief, be able to show that from Scripture Mm. and, and, and to prove what I believe, and that makes you... Um, a very valuable person in any movement mm. because you're centered. You, you've got your feet on terra firma on the ground and, uh, that ground is Christ and his word. So yeah, the spirit of our age is coming to a church near you. The grassroots are really dissatisfied in so many aspects of society. And we as Christians need to be sticking together now. Mm. But we need to do it in a way that is not some big obey the boss. Yeah. In fact, it's a body of believers encouraging one another as we get closer and closer to Jesus. Mm, Love it. Absolutely. Hey, Justin, we'll finish off with that. Thank you so much. We're going to continue on right now. It's so good to see you on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Likewise, likewise, man. (laughs) Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.